Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome, Philly, to your favorite sports show. Hosted by Jesse Town and Sam Wilson. They're smart, they're sexy, and they're all Philly. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome into episode 26 of Babes on Broad. I am Sam Wilson with my co-host, Jesse Town. We are the Babes on Broad, brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. If you want to follow us on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, we are at Babes on Broad. Pretty easy. As for me, I am at SamWills18 on Instagram and Twitter. And then Jess is at RumThisTown with an E13 on Twitter and at Jessica underscore Town with an E on Instagram. Um, and if you want to rep us, designtree.com slash babes on broad. So that's yep. easy again. And then you can rep us. We have a new shirt out. I just got it today. I'm so excited yes. to go pick it up it's in super my mailroom. So you'll have to go check that out. Purchase that. Maybe purchase some more. You never know. You never and know. Yeah. So last week we did some more stangos. So the first we time we did quarterbacks and running backs. Then we did receivers and corners last week. Yep. Now we're going to do tight ends and linebackers today. Yeah. So we'll we'll start with linebackers because that's, I guess, where the biggest news has been. The yeah. Eagles, Eagles cut Nigel Bradham earlier this week, which I think we could have all seen coming. He's been hurt the last couple years. Getting um, older. Yep, getting older. And they owed, they were going to owe him $8 million this year. So they, I think they saved four and a half in cap space yeah. by cutting him. I mean, th- they could also be doing something similar to what they did with Tim Jernigan last year. They cut him and then re-signed him in free agency for just a cheaper deal. Mm-hmm. But additionally from Nigel Bradham, they also have another free agent in Kamu Gruje-Hill. Obviously, so they cut Nigel Bradham, so stay or go is really not applicable there. Yeah. Kamu, what do you think? Stay or go? Um, do you, well, let me ask you this question. There's kind of two separate questions here. Do you think they will keep, they will resign him or let him walk? Or, and the second part of that question is, do you think they should keep him or do you think they should let him walk? Because okay. what you think they should do and what they, you think they will do is two, possibly two different things. It is slightly. So I think that they should, depending on his price, because I'm not sure how much he would get this year because of his injury history. So that's my thing. I think that they would be able to maybe get him at a cheaper price because of his injury history. Um, he is only 26 years old, so I think he has time to bounce back. Mm-hmm. So if they're able to get him for a cheaper price, then... So I, I think he won't be an upper echelon kind of... No, no, because of his injury history. That, but also he's just not... He's not like a premier linebacker kind of like like really he, I feel like though before he was ours he was in, yeah but before he was injured I feel like he was a pretty big name like Hicks kind of he he has a very similar style to Jordan Hicks but I don't think he was at like his production wasn't it wasn't as like valuable league known, league known. he's not okay. he's I don't think he's a huge name around the league but I think he was 
underrated for what he was contributing in Philadelphia. Okay. Um, that makes sense. So I just saw it differently because Yeah. Which I'm you in know. Philly. Okay, okay. So So if we can get him cheap, I think he should stay. Yep. Um I am not really sure what the Eagles will do. Fair. So I would love for them to keep him here because I think they can keep him at a reasonable price. And we have talked about over and over again how the Eagles don't value linebackers. Mm-hmm. Um and not going into who is a free agent this year. And the, of the guys they have still, Nate Gary, TJ Edwards, mm-hmm. and they really like Duke Riley as well. The, I mean, they still do have those guys and maybe take a, you know, they still have Alex Singleton. Do he probably un- will make it out of camp though. Doing undrafted, you know, yeah. something like that. If they, if that's really what, what they want to do. Again, they never have, they haven't valued a linebacker in, 15 years, they're not going to start now. Yeah. Um, I think Kamu would be someone that it's a, a a good value that you could get at a really good price. Um, but I just don't know if if they're going to do that. But if it were me, I would want to keep him around, especially you know a yeah. guy who's been your special teams captain the last two years. Mm-hmm. I just I just think that you know he he's also a, a locker room guy as well, yeah. which is something that. But they, that's they also need to the fact that he was a special teams guy. They do have that now in Duke Riley. Right. So now you're that kind of makes me think like are they seeing him on the way? You know what I mean? Apparently so, they really like Duke Riley. They do. I know. I've seen that. But Which so is interesting. Mine I do obviously I like Edwards, Gary and Riley and they're here. I don't expect them to go anywhere in a trade or anything. Um so mine there are a lot of like actual good linebackers out there, there are. on the free agent market. I have my top 4, but I think the most realistic and their best option is Blake Martinez from Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Who I really liked. I remember previewing him when we went into Green Bay. And I like him. He last year only made $2 million. I'm saying only, but that's pretty good for that. I wish I could make $2 million. Yeah, right. Anything. But that he's the cheapest one besides John Bostick from Washington. But he's 29. Blake's only 26. Mm. So I like that. Um, Obviously, he'd probably make a little bit more than that coming here because he just came off of a really good season. But I like him the best, Blake Martinez. Uh, Trevathan. From Chicago is also a free agent, but he's expensive and he's old. He's 29 and he's 5.8 million. How old is Jamie Collins? I don't know. I didn't he's look it up. he's a free agent. Um, and remember he was the option. They they had the option of um Jamie Collins or Zach Brown, and they picked Zach Brown. And Jamie Collins had like a career year in New England. Oh, he's 30. He'll say, be 31 halfway through the season. I don't know about that. Yeah. I well, I mean, that. knowing how the Eagles, though? does it say how much he made last year? I don't know. Either way, my top is Blake Martinez. I would love if we could get him at an affordable I think price. Blake Martinez would fit really well. Me too. I think that would be a really interesting. I would be excited. Really if we interesting. Got, I would be very excited if we got Blake Martinez. And that would also show that the Eagles are actually putting a little bit of value in that position. Yeah. Where, somewhere that they haven't. But at the same time, there is talks that they might be looking to draft a linebacker. I don't know much about the linebackers coming in this draft yet, but I've heard that. Yeah. Knowing them and studying them, I don't see them using an actual draft pick on a linebacker. Well, that's unless it's it would be later. Late. That's what I'm saying. So it would be late. That's why I would rather have Blake Martinez because they're not going to use one of their higher ones and they shouldn't because they need a receiver with those picks and corners first. 100%. 100%. So that's why, in my mind, it doesn't really make sense the argument of how loaded this linebacker class is because we wouldn't get them until late. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. 
And I also think that as interesting as it is to say, you do have a little bit more of a veteran presence in Nate Gary. He's Mm -hmm. your veteran of the year. And then TJ Edwards going into his second year, he did some really good things last Mm -hmm. year. People were shocked that he went undrafted. I was shocked that he went undrafted. And then, you know, Duke Riley is from uh, Wisconsin. And he had a phenomenal, you know, last year before the draft. And I I couldn't believe that they ended up with him. And I knew they would, they were going to keep him no matter what. Like Mm -hmm. they were going to make sure there was a spot for him because they didn't want to lose him through that because it was, it it was shocking that he made it as Mm -hmm. made it through without being drafted. You know, he's still young, but I do think they need another kind of veteran presence. And whether that is re-signing Kamu or signing somebody like Blake Martinez, I think I think you you sign one and, you know, snag one in a late round or undrafted. And I think you're kind of set there. I would definitely I think I would prefer Martinez over Kamu. Interesting. Yeah, I do like Blake Martinez. And I think that's not one I'd thought about much, but I like I like that. I like that a lot. Um, and then the second position that we were going to kind of tackle today, no pun intended, um, yeah, that was good. is, <laughs> thank you. It's very funny sometimes. Um, Call me off guard with that. <laughs> I'm glad I can amuse you. Is tight end. So the Eagles obviously have Zach Ertz and they have um, Dallas Goddard. You know, really the, the conversation goes to who that third tight end is going to be. You know, Josh Perkins is technically a, a tight end. Who knows if they'll keep him on the roster, what they'll do with him necessarily. But the the other free agent is Richard Rodgers. And they've kept him on, you know, back-to-back one-year deals now. Mm-hmm. Neither of them have panned out. He really hasn't played at all or been a factor even remotely. Some some interesting names of tight ends that are free agents. Vance McDonald, who would be an interesting third option because he is, I think he's starting to get a little bit older. Um, Eric Ebron, Jason Witten, who has said he is willing, to, he wants to play 2020, willing to play for other teams. LOL, just so because no one wants him in the broadcast booth. Um, Tyler Eifert, Mercedes Lewis, Charles Clay, Hunter Henry, Luke Wilson, Austin Hooper, all some guys that are free agents. What do you, you know, stay or go for Richard Rogers? And what do you think? What what would you do there if you were in control of the Eagles, Sam? I mean, I don't think that this is really like a, we need a third tight end because we have two of the, well, one of the best in the league and then one of the best up and coming in the mm-hmm. league. You know what I mean? So oh, absolutely. I don't think it's really that important. So I think if Rogers fits their salary where they need to have so that they could spend money somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Sure, go ahead, whatever. And that's the only reason I would see them keeping him is if he lowered his price and was just like, yeah, I'll take whatever, just have me on the team. Mm-hmm. But what I would want is to get – I have three people. I have Hunter Henry, mm-hmm. Jay Collister, and Tyler Afford. Okay. And my reasoning – so Hunter Henry, he – was supposed to be great when he came out of the draft and everything, and then injuries just injuries, went against him. Injuries, injuries. Remember yeah. that time that he was injured and hadn't played all season, and Stephen A. Smith was like, he has been unproductive this season. He has not <laughs> performed up to par. And you're like, that's because he hasn't played a snap, man. Stephen, <laughs> but That's just one of my favorite things that's ever happened in the NFL. Anyway, continue. Yeah. I think, though, that they're good options because – so Hunter Henry and Eifert are both two that were, like, big names and everything, but they were both injury-prone. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where they kind of fit here because um, Henry's 25, Eifert's 29. They both made $1 million last year. And then Eifert might be due for more, though, because he didn't get injured last year, so he had a good season. But my thing is, since they're injury-prone, coming here would be good because with the two stars in front of you, you would not have to play as much, which would be good for their bodies and their injury history is my thought yeah. on it. 
So Eifert, I mean, he's probably due for more, but he is 29. So maybe that'll balance his price out. I would probably do Hunter Henry. I think he's a good option for that because oh, he's yeah. still young too. And then another option is Jay Collister, but he's probably from Seattle, probably the least realistic out of all of them. He's 26 and he only made 650, well, 6.5 thousand. Still on his rookie deal? No, it was because he was unproductive out of New England. Mm. So New England got rid of him gotcha. after that. But then last year, being in Seattle, he had a really good year, so they're projecting that he's going to make a lot more than that. So that's why he's kind of unrealistic. It depends what you could get him at. But mine out of them, I think Hunter Henry would be the best third option. I think Hunter Henry would be a great option, especially if someone else did get hurt, knock on wood. But And you make an interesting point with Hollister there, especially because he's a free agent, but also Luke Wilson is a free agent. So if they're looking for another guy similar to fill that Richard Rogers role that they had thought for Richard Rogers or where Brent Selleck was kind of in his, his last year, a veteran who can jump in there when, you know, be reliable for a couple catches here and there when you need him to, you know, can block when you need him to. I think Luke Wilson might be an interesting idea. It just, it, it depends what they're looking for from that third tight end spot. I agree. It depends what they're prioritizing and what. I don't know though, if you would really need a leader, you know what I'm saying? Cause Zach Ertz, best friends with the quarterback yeah he's been dominant so I feel like he is that leader yeah I think you just need a guy that fits and is friendly and is effective yeah yeah like there when you need him because he's not going to get many snaps and that's why I think these injury prone guys that will be cheaper because of their injury history are good options just because so do you think so do you think they should go free agent or do you think they should draft a tight end later round um, I would prefer a free agent just because I think there are other spots that we could stack up in the draft draft with. So if you can okay. get a cheap free agent like Connor Henry, yeah, then I think that's smart. Yeah, I think but, that's um, kind of my opinion for some of these positions that aren't necessarily a, a need. Like tight yeah. end, it's not it's not a it's not a weak position. No, right. So it's you know one of those where if you can get someone at a vet min, great. If not, take one in the draft, build them up a little bit, and you know. Yeah, late in the draft. Yeah, but I would prefer. If it's possible just to get whatever free or not free, cheap free. I would love that if you can yeah, get if for you can free. Get free, that's hundred percent. I'll play for free. I almost said something. Sam almost said a bad <laughs> word, but she didn't. She got it together. But um, yeah. But so I would prefer a cheap free agent. I think so. Then in the draft, you could just stack up. I mean, obviously you need draft seventeen I mean, receivers. Yeah. Literally, receivers and corners. <laughs> just stack up receivers, Somebody corners, will pan out, Howie. We Somebody hope. will pan out. We hope. All right. So that is our stay and go conversation for today. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about the Flyers and what they're doing, the Sixers and what they're doing, and the Phillies and what they're doing because their first what spring they're training, not doing what they're not doing because their first spring training game is Saturday, right? Yeah. Love it. Love I know, it. Love against it. Against the Tigers. Oh baby. All right. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about all those other teams in Philly. Also talk about some of the bold predictions that we were given throughout our social media this week. You are listening to The Babes on Broad on BGN Radio. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey. 
instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome back to Babes on Broad, episode 26. Now is the part where we tell you about the rest of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So we have the Flyers back in action. So you'll hear this later. So they would have ha- played Columbus twice this week. Their first game, they beat them 5-1, to one, which put them up. Now they're third in the Metro Division. Love but that. But that's currently right now. So it'll switch by the time they hear this. They'll either yeah. move up. It's 3 o'clock on Thursday afternoon currently. Yeah. So the Flyers, they play tonight. So we'll in see. In Columbus. In Columbus. So we'll see where they are after that game, how they do. They're another yeah. team that they're great at home, on the road, classic Philly issue. And especially because it's so hard to beat a team, especially in the same week, back-to-back. And you killed them the first time, 5-1. to one, So they'll be coming out with a vengeance on their home ice. So that'll be tough. Yeah, so they're third in the division, and it's a tight race because then there's a four, three-way tie in fourth place mm-hmm. between the Hurricanes, Islanders, and the Blue Jackets, which is Columbus, who they play tonight. So they need this win. Hopefully they get this win by the time you guys hear it. I'm excited. The Sixers are also back tonight. They have some interesting games coming up after the All-Star break. The All-Star game was fun. I liked the new format. I'm a fan of that. It made it very competitive Not at the end. Not going to lie to you, I watched the highlights, and that was it. So the All-Star Game is always Valentine's weekend. Mm-hmm. And because Joe and I were long distance in college, we were always doing a visit Valentine's weekend. So our, it became a tradition that we all, it was like Valentine's weekend. We would do our dinners and stuff. But like we also always watched the All-Star stuff together. That's cute. So that's like something we have continued. So we watched the All-Star Game. See, that's cute. But my thoughts on it, I'm like, I'll see the best dunk on Twitter. You know, that's fair. Yeah. But the game, the fourth quarter was sensational. I heard that. I heard now, that. it went really long because there was no clock, and I agree with Joel Embiid, it should not be able to end on a free throw, but that was still pretty fun to watch. It was enjoyable, it was competitive, and it was exciting, and watching Le- watching Joel dream shake LeBron w- made my entire weekend complete. It, it was phenomenal. Yeah, and Ben and JoJo did, both did well. They both had 29 points, I saw that. Yeah, they both played really well, and, you know. Ben played, played the most minutes. Did he really? Yeah, do you know that? I did not. He should have. They were like... A... I'm Well, on his team, sorry. Oh, on his team. Okay, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, because Giannis played like 31. But like there weren't many more people... No, Ben played a lot. On the court and I mean, it, it's because like... I forget what it was. At one point, they took Ben out. Ben played and Team Giannis was a minus seven. And then they took Ben... LeBron took Ben out. And Team Giannis like went on a stretch where it was like plus 12. I was like, defensive Ben's player defense, of the year yeah. right there. I mean, what else can you say? <laughs> um, but they are, they have nine relatively difficult games coming up. There are some, oh, there's, I mean, they play the Knicks in there. They play the Cavs in there. So they're beatable teams. It's just, they're on the road. They play six of nine on the road yeah. and the road trip is not ideal. So they play at home tonight against the Nets. Then they play at Milwaukee 
Um, Which is going to be a tough game. That's going to be a tough game. Saturday night, here's hoping. I'll have my snacks. I'll be horizontal on my couch. But it is one of those games, though, everybody's expecting them not to win, which they're pretty good at. I'm expecting them to win. I expect them to win every game. Well, yeah, you're different. I am different. You're like Trey, how he's like, yeah, the Phillies are going like 162-0. Oh, yeah. I firmly believe that as well. Me and Trey. I support that wholeheartedly. Is that how many games? 140. No, 162. It is. Yeah. It's a lot. I was saying 142. Maybe that's minor league. 162. Um, Because they went 81 and 81 last year. Oh, you're right. You're right. Um, (laughs) But so, so the six games on the road is Milwaukee. Then they play Cleveland in Cleveland, and they're an absolute dumpster fire. But they have a West Coast road trip that they play in the Staples Center against the Clippers, then against the Lakers, then they go up to Sacramento and play the Kings, and then they play the Warriors. Now, obviously, the Warriors are also a dumpster fire um, and just absolute garbage. But Clippers, Lakers, and Kings all away... Those are three very, very tough games. Those are tough games. I Especially think, when they've already gotten good wins over both teams. Oh, yeah. It's so hard. And the to, way they beat them at yeah. home, too. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. Um, again, I so I think, I don't think they lose both games against the, Clip, the Clippers and the Lakers. I think they definitely can win one of those. I think they can. I, they're, they're, if, I firmly believe they're capable of doing it. It's a matter of if they, for, if they, do they remember win how one, to play basketball on the road. If they do win one, I would say it'd be against the Lakers. But I don't think LeBron will let that happen. I don't think well, they win Joel against Embiid the Lakers. Joel keeps shaking the crap out of him. Yeah, Joel is and ben, LeBron. And Ben frustrates him. We'll see. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. They have, I think, like 20, 25 games left or something. So if they can... They, 27, they, sorry. 27? Yeah, it's exactly one third of the season. They so. need to win twenty of those games. Yeah, at a, at minimum. Yeah, because right now they're currently in fifth, and they need they need home court. Yeah, and they're a game and a half behind Miami. That's the closest. And then the Celtics are like four games ahead of them in third. Gotcha. So that's kind of the where those teams continue. But the Phillies, the Phillies start on Saturday. Back first, in action, baby! First spring training Woo-hoo. game on Saturday with Nick Pavetta starting. Yeah. Yikes. Which everybody's like, kind of like, ah, but Joe Girardi said that, <laughs> Joe yeah. Girardi said that um him and Velasquez are kind of fighting for that last spot in the rotation. So um it makes sense that he'll have both. Wait. That makes sense. Is Zach Eflin considered a part oh, wait, of the no, rotation? Or is it the three of them oh, fighting for the last two spots? No, one of them, maybe it's Velasquez has a spot and Pavetta and Eflin are fighting. I don't remember now. Cause, you because, so you, you think Nola, Wheeler, Arietta, mm-hmm. and then the last two are still up in the up. air maybe. But I would say they probably have Velasquez in the four spot and then between Eflin and Pavetta. That would make this. the most sense to me. Yeah. But either way, Nick but Pavetta I, is like his big question mark. So that makes gotcha. sense that he has him starting. Yeah. And then um, Nola gets the home start, though. The Clearwater home spectrum field start on Sunday. Love it. And then Velasquez gets Monday. Got it. The the biggest news with the Phillies of today um, that real, that just came out before we started recording, JT Romuto lost his arbitration case. Um, the Phillies won only, so he's only making 10 mil this year instead of the 12.4. Which still, his 10 million is still the highest for an arbitration eligible catcher. So he does still set a record because mm-hmm. of what he's gotten. But at the same time, it's still just frustrating because you're like, Phillies, you cheap mofos. Just get a long-term deal done. Keep them here yeah. forever. I know. He's the best catcher what, in baseball. And that's probably the most annoying part about all of this is the fact that JT has said he doesn't want to negotiate during the season. Yeah. 
and he wants to get the deal done in Philly. He wants to be in Philly. Yeah. But the Phillies have wasted all this time for this stupid $2 million when they could have just been talking to JT and his agent before the season started, got a long-term deal done. Yes. And it's it's just so stupid to me. The Phillies' business side of it is probably they wanted to set a president. Is it, I said that. Precedent. There you go. I said president. <laughs> okay. But so... <laughs> We are not going there. <laughs> they wanted to set a precedent. There we go. Yes, there's better pronunciation there. So that's why they fought so hard to get him at only 10 instead of 12, which long-term, $2 million right now is not really that big of a difference, I feel. But whatever, Phillies, do whatever you have to do, you stupid people. So they, we put out a couple polls this week and a couple questions just about the Phillies getting everybody excited for baseball. One of our polls we put out was, which new face on the Phillies are you most excited for? Um, we had 199 votes. 64% said Joe Girardi. 21% said Zach Wheeler. And 15% said Didi Gregorius. I would agree. I do I'm too. most excited for Girardi. I'm so excited about Joe Girardi. Yeah. Um, the next poll was, how do you expect the Phils to perform this season? We got 403 votes on that one. 4% said win 100-plus games. I appreciate your positivity. Percent? Yeah, I appreciate that <laughs> positivity. 27.5% said 90 to 100. 60% said 80 to 90. And 17% said, I don't care, I just want playoffs, which I don't disagree with. <laughs> yeah, I have them right now at the, like, 87, 89 range. Yeah. It would not shock me if they did make it into, like, 90-91. I, I think they— But that's if everything happens I think they well. need to be somewhere between 87 and 93. I think that's the range that they need to end up in. Yeah, they don't. If they're going to make the playoffs, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I agree with that. I think, realistically, 91's really pushing it. I think 87's more realistic. Mm-hmm. Even though it sounds so stupid, I feel like when we talk these numbers, because it's really so close, but we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Um, I really just hope that we don't have to listen to, if we make the playoffs, great. If we don't, we don't. If, yeah. if I hear that again, I'm going to scream. Yeah, I, you can't, baseball is not. You can't not, say that. No, and baseball especially, well, I guess baseball and football. Baseball, because it is so long of a season, you know, if you're just yeah. kind of like, yeah, we don't even have a shot, you're going to lose all your fan base and you're Oh gonna, my god, yeah. Everything's just going to be a dumpster fire cuz it's such a long season, you're not going to make and, any money. And once once you get in, anything can happen. Yeah. Remember when well, Yeah. Remember when they the said no one's beating the Dodgers in a one-game playoff? Uh they went into went on to win the World Series. Or no one's beating the Dodgers in a in a seven-game series, I'm sorry. And they went on to win the World Series. Like, I know. Well, that's when Usually in baseball, they the beat best. the sign stealing, cheating Houston Astros. I'm just saying. I'm just it's saying. It's possible. Anything's possible. I know. I'm just saying. Usually the best team in baseball wins because they play. Yeah. There are but, those times. Though. But you also, like, you, you never know. You, you get hot at the right time. Well, that's true. Anything's that's, possible. That's, yeah, you're right about that. And that, the best at that time will win. Yeah, because that's the best thing about getting hot at the end of the season. You carry that in. So we also. We also asked about bold predictions. And I said Arietta is back to form and the first three in the rotation have an ERA. I think I said an ERA of four or less. And someone responded was like, that's just silly. And I said, it's a bold prediction, idiot. Do yeah. you not know what that means? Anyway, um, so here are a couple, and I thought some of these were interesting. 87 wins, miss the wild card, no deadline moves, and Matt Klintak gets fired. <laughs> 
another one. Hoskin turns it around in a huge way. 45 home runs, 110 RBIs, and finishes in the top five of MVP voting. That's a bold one. 95 wins, Nola and Hoskins with big rebounds, and a surprising bullpen that closes games. I don't hate I could, it. No, I could do that one. Um, The thing, the difference is, though, is, like, I don't think Nola necessarily needs a rebound because he did start last year. Nola's problem is he just has to learn how to finish. Yes. So it's not like he, he needs to play well in September. Yeah, it's not necessarily he needs a rebound or whatever. He just needs to learn how to finish. Um, Harper is the MVP. I don't hate that either. That's possible. That's not crazy. Ready for this one? Yeah. Nick Pavetta, comeback player of the year. Oh. You should see Sam's face right now. <laughs> and I feel the same way. Um, 100 wins and a World Series appearance. Bold. That is bold. Reese Hoskins and Bryce Harper combined for 100 homers. That's not that bold. No, I think I'd take it. I think Reese Hoskins is going to, I don't think he's going to be an MVP, but I think he's going to have definitely a good comeback year. I think he's going to, I, I, all I want for Reese is I want him to have a consistent year. I want him to, because he started off, I mean, he hit a grand slam in the first game yeah. last year in the, in the, um, first, the opener. Yeah. Um, I just, I just want him to be consistent and consistently good. Like, you know. Which he definitely has the ability to do. Last year he was off. They were messing with his swing. They were doing everything. So I think he definitely does have a bounce back year. Um, Phillies have three players receiving MVP votes. 95. Does it specify? No, it just says three players. That could happen, maybe. Possible. Wheeler's talking about he's going all in for trying to get a Cy Young. Hey, you get that? I love, maybe, I love the, that, that, yeah, that, that drive. Maybe Nola, so you got a couple options there at pitcher. And then you got Bryce Harper's always an option to get MVP votes because he's the name. Reese Hoskins, if he has that bounce back year. Mm-hmm. McCutcheon's coming back. He's old, but Didi Gregorius now. Yeah. 95 wins. Bryce Harper's the runner-up for MVP. Um, Bryce Harper, MVP with over 45 bombs. Bryce Harper will hit 295, 45 home runs, and 130 RBIs. And the last one, the Phillies win the NL East and over 90 games. I do not think the Phillies win the NL East. <laughs> do you I'm going to let you everybody know that. What, <laughs> Sam, what's your bold prediction? Do you have a bold prediction for the Phillies? My bold prediction... Um, no. I'm kind of a realist. <laughs> I feel like in all those, I kind of gave reasons why. You did. I try to <laughs> I try to be positive, and I just, you know, I think so many people, I think, just feel so, like, burned by the, the Sixers right now, the Eagles this season, and the Phillies last season of where their expectations were and what actually yeah. happened or is happening, that people are hesitant to have expectations. And I think it's fine if I you agree. don't have expectations. But I just, I, I don't think... There are some people that are so low on the Phillies and they have so many issues and they think that they're it's not possible for them to go near. Like there's th- this team has some potential. No, this team ha- yeah, the only thing that I we've said before that stresses me out is the their rotation yeah. and their bullpen. So that's the only thing that gets me, but I mean it's happened before where teams like the 2008 team didn't have like a fantastic rotation or anything. And then when they did the years following, they didn't win. So, like, it's not like that's absolutely necessary, but the fact that it's kind of the new way of the game is to have an all-star bullpen and or rotation, and then you see what happens. But, I mean, it's not impossible without right. a rotation and bullpen. But uh, I think it's just it's hard because of our division. Right. The Braves and the Nationals are 
Nationals are the, the reigning World Series champs. The Braves won this, the league last year, or not the league, the um division last year. So yeah, it's tough. I think the and the Braves got better. The success of it really do, there, there's a lot of ifs that have to like go right. You know, if Sir Anthony Dominguez is healthy, if the and, bullpen yeah. can be healthy, if the starting rotation can be successful. Um, if Arietta can come back to form, if Reese Hoskins can take that step forward, if Bryce Harper plays like himself, if, 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 if. And that's the hardest part about baseball, too, is because it's such a long season. Like, you have no clue what's going to happen. It's so hard to predict. Yeah, and but, you know, the biggest part of it is, you know, uh, so many people are so reactionary that yeah. it's going to be the 10th game of a 162-game season, and they may lose three in a row, and people are going to cancel the season you know what I mean yeah they're gonna completely quit on it and you know it's not over until it's over no it, and that's just that's you know that's that's the and way it, it is it's yeah. such a long season the Phillies weren't out of it last year until middle to end of September yeah they went down they, to the end they yeah dragged, it was it was pretty much down to the wire this along. but I you know it was the most excited I had been for a Philly season in years mm-hmm. a lot of that had yeah to do and with the team that Harper, beat them out won the World Series so yeah so I, I you know I just think that you know, they gave us some really exciting moments last year, mm-hmm. and I think that there's there's no reason to completely write this team off. No, I agree. The and way that it's being written. They're off. just frustrating their front office and how they work and their lack of trust, I feel like, in this team. But the team did get better. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, the, the team has improved, and if people you – know, just small things, like Gene Segura losing a little bit of weight. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't know how far that's going to – take him where that's going to translate how that's going to help mm-hmm. you know like so so we'll see it and I think you know a manager like Joe Girardi really does put them in the best position I think a manager like Joe Girardi is going to put every single one of these players in the absolute best position to succeed I agree I like Girardi that's my man's yeah I'm excited so I'm excited for that game on Saturday is that one one of the ones that's on I don't know, man. I'll have to check. I haven't looked at the TV schedule. I'd assume the first home one with Nola starting would be on Sunday. That'll, yeah, most likely. Um, um it's hard down there too because a lot of these Florida places don't have like the video technology, which which is shocking because it's their spring training. But I don't remember if Lakeland has it. That's the Tigers on Saturday. I don't remember. I feel like they don't. But I don't Sunday. Know. Okay. Yeah. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Saturday, March 7th, Monday, March 9th, Tuesday, March 10th, Tuesday, March 17th, and and Wednesday, March 18th. Those are the, oh, and Thursday, March 19th, and Saturday, March 21st. Those are, yeah. Oh, they play the Pirates on Sunday. This Sunday? Mm -hmm. The Phillies do. Oh, really? Yeah. So that game will be on. So I will be watching that one for sure. We'll be watching. I don't know what fan Sam's going to be a team of for that game. (laughs) Who knows? But that kind of concludes our episode for the day, for the week. Thank you for listening to episode 26 of Babes on Broad. Thank you to SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation for hosting our podcast as always. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. You give a five-star review, five-star rating, sorry, (laughs) written review. That always trips me up. And follow us on all of our social medias. And, yeah, make sure you keep listening to the show. We'll have another one for you next week. Our last round of 
the um, stay and go. We'll do, what is it, lineman? Lineman, Mm -hmm. Lineman, that's all that's left. So that'll be an interesting conversation. We'll have that one next week. We'll talk about what we see from the Phillies, what the Sixers are doing on their road trip, what the Flyers are doing and where they are. From Sam and myself, the Babes on Broad on BGN Radio, go Phils, go Sixers, go Flyers. Go Philly. Go Philly. I like that. Go (laughs) Philly. Babes on Broad. BGN.